Hello, hello, hello. Hello. And welcome to the New York Mystery Machine. Time to haul. Buffer Ghosts. Uh, Buffer Ghosts. You may notice, you may not, I always say this, but there may be a hum in the background. Should I put them closer to the mic? <laughs> no. We had to, you guys, it's, it's, hot. it's July in New York. When Spoiler, we're, recording, we're this. recording this ahead. <laughs> in July. And um, it's a steamy. And so um, we had to leave the air conditioning on because we recorded an episode before this without the air conditioner mm-hmm. on. And I was glistening. And it was not good. No, it was painful. And I'm also uh, sipping a little icy <laughs> because I'm very hot. Uh, I'll try not to sip it during, during the episode. <laughs> no promises. How are you doing, Christina? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm just enjoying season two of the Mystery Machine. Season two? We're just we're just rolling along these days. Got a whole bunch. Yeah, it's been such a, a very fruitful, fruitful season. Um, starting the season off with Amityville 1 and 2 and then... The uh, amazing interview with our with our uh, with our friends over I would say our, our cult friends, but our that's a <laughs> not thing I wanted to say. <laughs> but um, just that cult that interview was just really yes. um, Spencer and Esther. Yeah, not our cult friends. We'll just call them Spencer and Esther, which is their names, <laughs> their God given names. Um, and then last week you uh you gave us a nice little episode as well. So it's been a very, uh, a very. It's been a lovely season. A very lovely season so far, and we keep saying that. A little you murder, know, little ghost. Yeah, little we cult. keep saying that the season's gonna be, gonna be, you know, full of, uh, full, of, full of some oomph. Full of oomph. Oomph. <laughs> as, as this woman say. Um, and if you want to help the season continue to be oomph, oomph, um, you head on over to Patreon.com/slash NY Mystery Machine, and for the low, 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 low price of three dollars a month, you can help the show. For five dollars, you get a bonus episode. Yeah, and one of those episodes is already dropped. The July episode is dropped. It's dropped. August coming soon. Yep. Well, well, soonish. The end of the month. August end of the here. So, that's exciting stuff. Um, so yeah, we have a lot of fun, fun things. If you if you join the patron, the patron. Um, we're so appreciative to all of our our patrons who help keep the show going every every month. Uh, uh, at spare minimum, you get a sticker, which is pretty nice. It's at nice maximum, you get things like mugs and shirts and stuff. Yeah. And so, you know. And who knows what other surprises we'll come up with? Yeah. And in a couple of few, a, a few weeks, I may I may announce another really cool thing. So just keep uh, keep your keep your ears to the ground. That that's a phrase, right? That is a phrase. Keep I ears. thought you were going to say keep your ears to the grindstone, which I thought was not a phrase. Oh, I wasn't going to say that. Okay, never mind. It's fine then. I would. What's a grindstone? Grindstone, like um, I imagine that's like when you're grinding flour. So oh. like you keep your nose to the grindstone is when mm. you like are working really hard. I thought I thought they got a flowery nose. I guess a little powdery nose. I, I that's good. <laughs> um, I, again, eating eating a little bit of nice today. We just had dinner. We're a little loopy. We're a little loopy. Loose nut. Loose nut. Um, but we're really excited to get on into it today. Um, also. I didn't mention it last week, but mm. please mention it. Be sure to follow, subscribe, like, review, all those things. All, all those, those things. things. Um, the most important thing is to drop us five stars and a review on iTunes, Spotify, and Audible. Um, the next important thing is to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't yet. Yeah. And to uh, follow us on our socials at NY Mystery Machine on Twitter, uh, at NY Mystery Machine on Instagram and Facebook, at NY Mysteries on Twitter. And, um, it actually helps. It, it does. It really does. Like liking all our stuff, it, it helps. And um, and if you type words at our faces, then you have the opportunity to be our listener of the month. 
Ooh, listener of the month. We haven't had a new listener of the month in a little bit because because no you haven't one, typed in our faces. So type in our faces, kids. Now I, I think you want to know a really important question, Christina. What's the important question? I bet you want to know where we are today. Where are we, Adam? Well, today, Christina, we are on the mainland of New York. Okay. Um, near Rochester. Rochester. That's on the mainland, right? Yeah, it was definitely mainland. Okay. <laughs> Today we're taking a trip into the world of spiritualism. Ooh. Kinda. Okay. Our story begins in 1848, and our main characters are the Fox sisters. Hmm. There's Leia, age 35, who's the oldest. Catherine, also known as Kate, age 11. And Margareta, also known as Maggie, age 14. Okay. Now, Maggie and Kate lived away from Leia, because Leia was a fucking adult, (laughs) (laughs) in their house in Hydesville, New York, with their parents, John and Margaret, who are Methodists. Now, Hydesville no longer exists. Okay. But it was a hamlet. A hamlet? I saw it. I was like, oh, a hamlet. I learned about a hamlet. (laughs) In our favorite episode about Hazel Drew. We learned about what hamlets were in the Hazel Drew episode in season one. But it, it was a hamlet that was part of the township of Arcadia in Wayne County, New York, just outside of Newark. Uh, not too far from Rochester. And that's New York, New York, not New York, New Jersey. I was about to ask that. Thank you. Um, but not too far from Rochester. Okay. The house had some reputation for being haunted. Ooh. But it wasn't until late March that the family began to be frightened by unexplained sounds that at times sounded like knocking and other times like moving furniture. Big, bold sounds. <laughs> now, on a late March day in 1848... Maggie and Kate shared an odd and frightening phenomenon with one of their neighbors. For you see, every night around bedtime, they said they heard a series of raps on the walls and furniture. Raps that seemed to manifest with peculiar otherworldly intelligence. Okay. For you know, a rap is like a knock. Like, rapping on that wall. Rappity rap. (laughs) Wrapping with particular intelligence, does that mean like Morse code, basically? Call and answer. Okay, so like... Oh, that, or it's like, hey, if this is you, knock knock three times. So that kind of stuff. Um, So the neighbor comes over, and they're very skeptical. And they... She wanted to see it for herself. So they join the, she joins the girls in the small chamber they share with their parents. Mm-hmm. Now, while Maggie and Kate huddled together on their bed, their mother, Margaret, began the demonstration because she's also been seeing it. And so she says, so Margaret goes, now count to five. And the room shook with the sound of five heavy thuds. Ooh. Count Creepy. Fif- now count 15, she commanded. And the mysterious presence obeys. All right. Next, she asked it to tell the neighbor's age. So 33 distinct raps followed. I'm not going to do 33 raps. Okay. I think (laughs) everyone got the point of this. They're like, what are you doing? I think we need a demonstration. Then they said, if you're an injured spirit, manifested by three raps. And it did. Okay. Margaret was astonished. But what Margaret did not seem to consider was the date. For it was March 31st, April Fool's Eve. Oh. You see, Christina, this is not a tale of the paranormal. Okay. This is a tale of the con artists who created spiritualism. What? I know. Can you define spiritualism? Because there's 
the spiritist movement, which I understand to be very different, and then there's spiritualism, right? So spiritualism is a as a system of belief or practice based on the supposed communication with the spirits of the dead. Okay. Usually and especially through mediums. So we're thinking our 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 sort of archetypal uh, seance in this moment. Yeah. Okay. But like we talked about in Amityville, right? Or the 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 guy, the Civil War yeah, officer, yeah. ghost. So, in yep, the, yep, yep. In the in the in the Green Ghost episode, the Green Ghost episode, back episode in yeah, season yeah. one. Yeah. So that's spiritualism when okay. you're communicating with the dead. Um. So the Fox family began to become very frightened, and by family I mean like the mom and dad. Sure. Because <laughs> the sisters were bullshitters. <laughs> They gotcha. began very frightened of the house and the noises that were brought about by the spirits. But again, these are no spirits. See, what happened was when the girls went to bed at night, they used to tie an apple to a string and move the string up and down, causing the apple to bump on the floor. Hmm. They would often do this on the stairs as well, okay. creating that thump, thump, thump. Or they would simply just drop the apple on the floor, floor to create a big thump. Okay. The apple would then make a strange sound when it rebounded. Their Which mo- I could see being sort of like, almost like a walking or like a, yeah. And not and if the, all three girls, if the two girls weren't in the same room at the same time, it lent itself to the opportunity to, to create that dissonance, mm-hmm. right? Their mother would not understand the strange sounds and did not suspect that their daughters would be the ones, you know, doing them. They're just like 11 and oh, 14. Scaring their poor mama. So during the night of March 31st, Kate challenged the invisible noisemaker, presumed to be a spirit, to repeat the snaps of her fingers, mm-hmm. which is a different sound than a thump, thump, yeah. thump. It's a, s- a finger snap. And it did. Then it was asked to wrap out the age of the girls, and it did. Now, over the course of the next few days, a code was developed where the raps could signify yes or no in response to a question or be used to indicate a letter of the alphabet. But if this was a hoax... Where are the snaps coming from? Right. Well, it turns out that Maggie was able to snap her toes like one can snap her fingers. Weird. In and of itself. Kind of crazy. And the snap was loud enough and discreet enough to confuse their mom and neighbors. Wow. Yeah. I've tried doing it, but I can't. But like imagine like. I can crack my toes. Yes. But... And, they, and they also implemented cracks in the foot as well later uh-huh. on in life. But they were trying to, to, to you know, the, the goal was to do this weird like. That's crazy. And they would do it with their toes. Well, Maggie would do it with her toes. That's impre- That's a talent. Really impressive. Like, so far, all right, uh, I support it. Um, <laughs> so then the girls began to address the spirit as Mr. Splitfoot, which is a nickname for the devil. Oh, I guess Classy. like Cloven, Cloven yeah. Hoof. Okay. Classy. You guys, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, you guys. Wow. It was important. I was doing this episode. I was like, do I reveal that it was a hoax early on or later? Like the very but- end. But I was like, you know what? I think it's important to acknowledge that it's a hoax now because this isn't a story of the paranormal. And I don't right. want to lie to our listeners. Right. I'd rather it be a story of con artists. Right. Right. <laughs> Which is kind of delightful in and of itself. I mean, I'm sure. Kid probably. con artists. You know, it was, they didn't have Netflix in 1848. So later the alleged entity created the sounds, um, who created the sounds claimed to be the spirit of a peddler named Charles B. Rosna, who had been murdered five <gasps> years earlier and buried in the cellar. Oh. Maggie Fox, in later years, noted this, quote, The neighbors were convinced that someone had been murdered in the house. They asked the spirits through us about it, 
And we would wrap one for the spirit answer, yes. Not three, as you did afterward. The murder, they concluded, must have been committed at the house. They went over the whole surrounding country trying to get the names of people who had formerly lived in the house. Finally, they found a man by the name of Bell. And they said that this poor, innocent man had committed a murder in the house and that the noises had come from the spirit of the murdered person. Poor Bell was shunned and looked upon by the whole community as a murderer. (gasps) Oh, no. So they destroyed someone's life. Yeah. Like, they're, like, destroying lives. Oh, no. I didn't expect that. I thought that, like, Bell was already dead and this was just, like, a continuation of some sort of weird ghost story, basically. Oh, no. No. So Margaret, their mom, decided that this was enough, and they deserted the house. The parents sent Maggie and Kate to live with their older sister, Leah Foxfish, in Rochester. That's a great name. Leah Foxfish. Now, once they moved out of the house, it looked as if the story should end there. Yeah. Right? Like, you say to yourself, there's nothing else to do here. Right. This is the house that we said that someone got murdered in. We blame some poor soul on it. Right. But it doesn't end there. Because Rochester had become a hotbed for reform and religious activity, and community mm-hmm. leaders uh, such as Isaac and Amy Post were intrigued by the Fox sister story and by the subsequent rumor that the spirit likely belonged to a peddler who had been murdered in the, farm, in the farmhouse five years beforehand. Mm-hmm. So a group of Rochester residents examined the cellar of the Fox home, uncovering strands of hair and what appeared to be bone fragments. I mean, presumably, I mean, the bone fragments would have... Could, could be like the pig that they butchered for dinner once, yeah, right? Literally, like, we'll get to it later. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> Cause, and we know that's because we know it's bullshit. Right, 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 <laughs> right, right. So the Post then invited the girls to a gathering at their home, anxious to see if they could communicate with the spirits in another locale. Isaac Posts was not a believer in what the sisters were doing, but remained open-minded. Also note, 14 and 11 years old, being invited to these old people's homes. That's... <laughs> He was then convinced that they were indeed contacting the dead by a series of very distinct thumps under the floor and several apparent answers. He was further convinced when Leah also proved to be a medium, communicating with the Post's recently deceased daughter. So now Leah comes into the folds. Oh no, and they just lost their daughter. Oh, this is so mean. It is so mean. It is so mean. I don't think they even realize how mean it is. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to believe they don't realize how mean it is. Right. Because they're young and stupid at this point, right? Like, this is, they're, what, you said 11, 14. But Leia is 35. And Leia's definitely in on it, right? She's in, in. Oh, Leia's in. Ugh. All right, be better, Leia. Signed, sealed, delivered. 35 year old lying about someone's dead daughter. That's not. So then the post add more fuel to the fire. They decided to rent the largest hall in Rochester for an event. And at this event, roughly 400 people came to hear mysterious noises. Afterward, Amy Post accompanied... How loud could she snap her toes for an entire hall? Fucking <laughs> loud. I, I'm about to say. She literally would snap her fingers and have had the ability to do it on such a loud... That's incredible. Afterward, Amy uh, Post accompanies the sisters to a private chamber where they disrobed and were examined by a committee of skeptics who found no evidence of hoax. So, like, then the girls, these 11, 14, and 35-year-olds, are, like, disrobed privately and searched to make Weird. sure that you're not... I know. There's so many it's, so many things about this that are just troubling. So many things are just troubling. And just, like, this doesn't, this doesn't feel this right. This doesn't feel okay. This is something we should be doing. Now, spiritualism wasn't an entirely new phenomenon, right? Okay. 
American seer Andrew Jackson Davis. So many names that so are not names. that are not good in that. Nope. Nope. It's like Andrew Jackson. No, we don't like that. Davis. Well, mm. that's probably from Jefferson. Right. Oh, God, so many mm. bad names. Anywho, Andrew Jackson Davis, who'd become eventually known as the John Baptist of modern spiritualism, <laughs> studied the work and ideas of Emanuel Swedenborg, who was an 18th century Swedish philosopher and mystic. That name sounds familiar, oddly enough. He then professed that Swedenborg's spirit spoke to him during a series of mesmeric trances. He believed, quote, that spirits commune with one another while one is in the body and the other in the higher spheres. All the world will hail with delight the ushering in of that era when the interiors of men will be opened and the spiritual communication will be established. Question. Answer. Um... They communicate when one is in the body and one is in the higher spheres. Do they mean that when one spirit, so little old me, is communicating with another spirit, or is this where that whole idea of the control comes in? Remember the control that keeps showing up? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a little bit of a mix of that. I think okay. that yeah, I think that when when there's a spirit and then there's, I think the medium of the control, like the body, yeah, okay, is allowing there to be communication. So Davis heard about what the Fox sisters were doing, and they believed that his prophecy was fulfilled. That they're mm. doing what he had said. He, they're they're doing this combination of of Sw- Swedenborg and his theories, and they're becoming reality. Hmm. So, super interested in the Fox sisters. He's like, "You guys need to come down to my home in New York City because okay. I need to know more Got about study you." All yeah, basically, he's like, "I want to study you because, like, if this is right and I'm correct, I'm about to fucking like be <laughs> the biggest." guy in spiritualism because right. I figured it out. I said it. I meant it. He invited the Fox sisters to his home in New York City to witness their medium capabilities for himself. So Maggie, Kate, Leia, and Fox head on over to New York and after showing off to to him privately, mm-hmm. they embark on a professional tour to spread the word Good of Lord. spirits. And they book a suite at Barnum's Hotel on the on the corner of Broadway and Maiden Lane. And established, owned by the cousin of the famed showman, P.T. Barnum. I was going to say Barnum. That's a name that, that is incredible in and of itself. It's a name that will come up later on in the season. Because P.T. Barnum is a guy we need to talk more about. All right. But yes, his cousin owns a hotel called the Barnum's Hotel. And they uh, decide to book a suite at that hotel. And they're going to start doing a little bit of a New York City tour. Fascinating. Meanwhile, this is all bullshit. Right. <laughs> we cannot underscore this. So like enough. this is also like also realize that this is literally right. all bullshit. Wow. So he invites the Fox sisters. They say they'll do it. So they started to conduct sessions in the hotel's parlor, inviting as many as thirty attendees to gather around a large table during the hours of ten AM, five PM and eight PM installments. Mm-hmm. They would take an occasional private meeting in between. Admission was one dollar. And visitors included preeminent members of New York society. Horace Greeley. Oh! The iconoclastic and influential editor of the New York Tribune. James Fenimore Cooper, the editor and poet. Wow. James Fenimore Cooper. Editor and poet William Cullen Bryant. Wow. That's in Bryant Park. And abolitionist William Lloyd Garrison, who witnessed a session in which spirits rapped in time to a popular song and spelled out a message. And that message was spiritualism will work miracles in the cause of reform. 
Oh. I mean, it just sounds like these spirits are being very specific as to what uh, right. what these people want. Right. For thousands of years, people have been consulting oracles, and they've always said things like, when the moon is over the sad crows, such and such will happen. And everyone's like, I don't know what that means. Spirits speak weirdly. And now, for the first time, the spirits are like, hmm, very specific information for you all. So, yeah. Um, you know, yeah. Spirits who uh, who believe in reform and know how to, know how to get Incredible. it. Incredible. So... Leia, who at this time was acting at the group's, as the group's manager, mm. decides to stay in New York, entertaining callers in a seance room, while Kate and Maggie took the show on the road. Okay. Among the cities, they headed to Cleveland, Cincinnati, Columbus, St. Louis, Washington, D.C., and Philadelphia. Hmm. Now, in Philadelphia, something important happens. Oh, there is one visitor, an explorer named Elisha Kane, Kent Kane. Hmm. Elisha met and subsequently fell in love with Maggie, Ooh. who in turn fell for him. But he wanted her to give up spiritualism. Mm. He was like, look, I believe you. I believe the things you're doing. However, um, people don't. And, like, it's just not very becoming because people just don't really believe you. Oh. I believe you. I, I so believe you. Do we think he really believed her? I don't really know. But <laughs> he's like, I, I, I totes believe you, Maggie. <laughs> and I love you. And you're my girl. I love you so much. But. However, people refute you. And, like, that seems like it's going to, like, really make you sad in life. Mm-hmm. And so I think here's what we do. You give that up. And we just live a normal life. Maybe... You go to school, get your education, live yeah. a nice, healthy life. And so she's like, you know what? That sounds good. Oh. I'll do that. Oh. So Maggie gives up spiritualism. She goes to school. She gets her degree. She converts oh. to Catholicism, which was really important to, to Elisha. Wow. And then eventually uh, she agrees to marry him. And they get married uh, shortly before his untimely death in oh. 1857. Oh. I know. So sad. That's very sad. I know. And she goes right back to spiritualism. Well, so meanwhile, Kate continued to develop her medium powers, mm-hmm. <laughs> quote unquote, translating spirits and messaging in astonishing and unprecedented ways. Okay. So like, for instance, she would communicate two messages simultaneously, writing one while speaking the other, you know. Just writing down something while saying something else. Honestly, though, I do find that impressive for different reasons because I can barely walk and chew gum. That's fair. Uh, transcribing messages uh, in reverse script at sometimes. Also kind of impressive. She would utilize blank cards upon which words seemed to spontaneously appear. They didn't spontaneously appear. They were pre- pre-planned. Okay. Um, during sessions with a wealthy banker named Charles Livermore, Livermore, she summoned both the man's deceased wife and the ghost of Benjamin Franklin. Because here's the, thing, here's the thing. If I'm at a seance, mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, bring my wife. I guess I don't know, like fucking Ben Franklin? <laughs> I guess that's... What a, what a combo. It's like, you get to choose to bring whoever you want back. All right. Um, my wife, duh. I mean, she'll want that. And oh God, Ben Franklin. Can you do Ben Franklin? Can you do ben Franklin? It's like when someone has an impression. Can you do Ben Franklin? Yeah, like do Ben Franklin was. Um, wow. So she does. Um, 
He, I want to know what her Ben Franklin sounded like. Ben Franklin announces his identity by writing his name on a card. So he's yeah, one of the cards right. that just miraculously. I think it's like, oh, here's Ben Franklin. It's like because she has the impression in the pag. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it's like, um, here's your wife. And also, Ben Franklin? Franklin? What are you what? doing here? <laughs> so I think it's less of his decision and more of like, I have it in my pocket. Right, right. Got to pull something. Probably asked for someone completely else. I was like, what? I only packed Ben Franklin today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we don't got him, but Ben it's, Franklin, it's like, are you in the room? Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to see like my my great grand my my great grandmother. Okay, or Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin. How's that sound? Oh, all right. We spent That's way too cool. much time on Ben Franklin. <laughs> so her business then begins to boom during and after the Civil War. Because um, everyone wanted to meet with Ben Franklin. Wants to meet <laughs> 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 That's good, because everyone in the Civil War. Was it was like, like, what would Ben Franklin do right now? What would Ben Franklin do? No, because people start dying, um, and they want to like talk to their like loved ones that who, makes get, sense. who died in the war, right? Um, not necessarily Ben Franklin. <laughs> so Kay was really operating as a one-woman show for a while while Maggie was with her husband. However, after Maggie's husband died in 1857. She couldn't resist the glamour mm. of being one of the most famous mediums in the world. So she returns to our activities as a medium. In 1876, she joined Kate, who was living in England. Kate had traveled to England in 1871 with a trip paid for by a wealthy New York banker. Mm. The trip was apparently considered missionary work. <laughs> wow. Since Kate sat only for prominent persons who would let their names be printed as witnesses to a seance. Good heavens. Really using missionary in the loosest possible definition of the word. In 1872, Kate marries H.D. Jenkin. Wow. A London barrister, legal scholar, and enthusiastic spiritualist. All right. Jenkin dies in 1881. Are they killing their husbands? I don't know. Leaving Kate with two sons. Okay. So... We got the two widow foxes in London, in England. Yep. We got the other, we have the non-widowed, or I don't, know, I don't know what she was doing. I guess she was maybe widowed. She was married for, She was married at one point. Well, she's holding Leia. it down in New York. Leia's holding it down in New York. Um, and they are all heavy, heavy into spiritualism, rocking, rocking the free world. And no one has yet to look under the table and say, you're just stomping your feet. Are you snapping your toes? <laughs> to be fair, I wouldn't expect anyone to be snapping their toes. No, either. no one would. It's a weird, it's a weird Very skill. Weird. I was like, try, I'm trying to do it. Yeah, immediately. That's what I'm. Wait. I really want. I want to like record us trying to do this for our for our Patreon. <gasps> Did you it's hear like, that? Wait, do it again. Oh, I heard it. I mean, it could just be that my toes hitting my sandal in the right way, but <laughs> that was Christina's toe. You may have. I have a new it. career. She now can be a medium. <laughs> I can't. I tried. It does help that I have the sandals on. I can't do it. Yeah, I can't do it. This is hard. Well, you know what we should do? Mm. Take a break. And during this break, <laughs> really, really perfect, really perfect the, the, the toe snapping. So we'll be back right after this message. <laughs> If you ever look at our logo, you may notice a cute, furry, black and white creature hanging out the window. That's Ted. 
when he's not hanging out inside the New York Missing Machine, Ted is enjoying treats from BarkBox. BarkBox is the dog-obsessed company that's devoted to one goal, making dogs happy. It's a monthly subscription, totally customized box of themed toys and treats for your furry friends. BarkBox provides the best products, services, and content for pups and their people. Every box brings your dog more than $40 worth of toys and treats. Your first box ships immediately. Plus, BarkBox offers a 100% happy guarantee. If your pup isn't happy with their BarkBox, they'll work to make it right. So are you ready to spoil your pup with a BarkBox of their very own? If so, head over to www.barkbox.com slash nymysterymachine. If you use our exclusive link, you'll get a free extra month of BarkBox valued at $35 when you sign up for multi-length plans. Oh, okay, okay, Tedward. I'll say it again for them. Head to www.barkbox.com slash nymysterymachine and get your pup some treats today. The New York Mystery Machine is brought to you in part by listeners like you. That's right. Head on over to our Patreon, and for as little as $3 a month, you can help keep the pod growing. By joining, you can access a whole bunch of cool stuff, such as mini-episodes, swag, exclusive playlists, and more. Head to www.patreon.com slash nymysterymachine to find out more and become a patron. That's www.patreon.com slash nymysterymachine and join our ever-growing community today. Okay, that's my fingers. But like in my, in my dreams, I would hope that that break would have made me just skilled. the toe snapping. Like I came back in time. I was like, hey, guys, guess what I can do? <laughs> but I can't. I can't do it still. I tried so hard. No, I can't do it. It just hurts. Yeah, it, it, it isn't a pleasant sensation. It's not a pleasant honestly. feel, really. I'm going to go into work tomorrow with like a sprained toe. Like, what did you do? I tried snapping. I snapped it too Try talking to some ghosts. <laughs> By the 1880s, there were an, an estimated 8 million spiritualists in the, in the United States and Europe. Wow. That's the a lot of them. Yeah. And so the pressures of keeping up the ruse actually started to mount on the sisters. Uh, and in turn, they start to turn to alcohol, namely oh. both Maggie and Kate. Ugh. Leia at this time is kind of like holding it down almost separate. Yeah. But what became worse is what happens to their relationship. Now, Kate and Maggie kind of stay real close. But, you know, it's been years since Leia's in the fold. So other leading spiritualists, including their sister Leia, began to publicly chastise Kate for her drinking and actually started to accuse her of being unable to care for her two young children. Notice they don't like... Don't like to say that she's lying. Right. Because if Leia says that, then she's Well, then she's also... Yeah. This was all too much for Maggie. Oh, no. Maggie became enraged. Um, she was tired of, of the lies. She was tired of the work. She was really heartbroken about her sister. Like, Leia yeah. kind of turned her back on, on them. Um, I would love to, to know more about Leia's yeah. journey and all this and, and what made her be like, F my sister. Yeah, I was going to say, how does this, you know, work to her advantage in this? I guess clearing the, clearing the crowd, maybe. I suppose, still. Um, so what happens is 
Um, Maggie decides in a fit of rage that she's going to lift the curtain of spiritualism. She's going to tell the truth the first Whoa. time. And she's going to let everyone know that's all a con. And there are no mediums, just liars. So on October 21st, 1888, the New York World publishes an interview with Maggie Fox in anticipation of her appearance that evening at the New York Academy of Music. Mm -hmm. That evening, Maggie would denounce spiritualism. Kate planned to be in the audience when Maggie gave her speech, lending her support. Mm -hmm. Maggie takes the stage at the New York Academy of Music, and she begins, quote, My sister Katie and myself were very young children when this horrible deception began. At night, when we went to bed, we used to tie an apple on a string and move the string up and down, causing the apple to bump on the floor. Or we would drop the apple on the floor, making strange noises every time it would rebound. A great many people, when they hear the rapping, imagine at once that the spirits are touching them. It is a very common delusion. Some very wealthy people came to see me some years ago when I lived in 42nd Street, and I did some rapping for them. I made the spirit rap on the chair, and one of the ladies cried out, I feel the spirit tapping me on the shoulder. Of course, that was pure imagination. Oh. She then decides to, 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 to really um, to get into it and um, show the audience just how she did it all. So at one point, she sits down on a stool. Takes off her stockings. Takes off her shoe, takes off her stocking, and begins to snap her toes. The New York Herald would cover the evening, uh, the evening's event, and reported the following, quote, There stood a black-robed, sharp-faced widow, working her big toe, and solemnly declaring that this is the way she created the excitement that has driven so many persons to suicide or insanity. One moment, it was ludicrous. The next, it was weird. <laughs> Maggie then insisted that her sister Leah knew that the wrappings were all fake all along and greedily exploited her young sister's. Which, oh, that's interesting. Which I mean, thirty-five. I mean, she knew she she was a little better. Oh yeah. Than to. Oh yeah. They were eleven and fourteen. Did they yeah. let them go on too long? Yeah, because know. now they're adults. But also. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, at this point, you say to yourself, "This all started in 1848 when they were eleven and fourteen, and now they're they're talking all about it in 18." 88. Which means that Leia right now is uh, 75? Yeah, it's 40 years. Yeah, so, so she's like 75. 75. And the girls are, you know, Kate is 50 something. 51. And Maggie is 50, wow. 54, 55. Like yeah. So, like, you know, they've lived a life. And, like, that's also crazy to think that they've lived this entire life. Right. With this deception. Like. Wow. This entire time. And everyone in the audience is going, fuck, it wasn't Ben Franklin. It wasn't Ben Franklin. I thought it was going to Ben Franklin. Fuck, 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 fuck. She would then speak about other accomplices. Oh. Because I always thought, I was like, how could it just be the two of them? But it wasn't always the two of them. Okay. One accomplice's name was Mrs. Normal Culvener. Normal. Normal Colvener. She was a relative of the Fox family who in 1851 actually admitted in a signed statement that she had assisted them during their seances. Oh. She would touch them to indicate when the rap should be made. She also claimed that Kate 
and Maggie revealed to her the method of producing the wraps by snapping their toes and using their knees and ankles. However, nothing was made from her statement. No one kind of listened or cared. Oh, interesting. So, perhaps, having the actual medium coming clean would finally end the charade, um, would end this phenomenon. Before exiting the stage, Maggie thanked God that she was able to expose spiritualism. Hmm. But it was too late. No one believed her or cared. Spiritualism was here to stay. Yeah. Once that train starts going, yeah. no one's stopping it. Everyone's doing it. Everyone's talking about it. People are thriving. On yeah. It. And it's easy to say, all right, there's one charlatan that doesn't make the whole thing. Yeah. People would be Not like, everyone yeah, I mean, is a charlatan. You're fake, but maybe no one else is fake. Right. Um, and so for a full year, she's trying to convince people to no avail. And then a year <laughs> later, Maggie does something even stranger. She recants her confession. Ooh, Maggie. She insists that her spirit guides had beseeched her to do so. Her reversal prompted more disgust from devoted spiritualists, many of whom failed to recognize her at subsequent debate at the Manhattan Liberal Club. There, under the pseudonym Mrs. Spencer, Maggie revealed several tricks of her profession, including the way mediums wrote messages on blank state slates by using their teeth or feet. She never reconciled with her sister Leah. I have questions. Um, how did they write on blank slates with their teeth without anyone noticing? <laughs> what do I know? I just did. That's what she was showing off. Okay, fine. Why did she recount? I want to believe that. Or recant, brother? What is she doing? What, she, she's not making money anymore. Right. Like her, and she, no one's listening anyway. And no one's listening. I think that, you know, she says this all, then no one cares. And now her main business is gone. Her right. hustle's gone. And Leia's not hurting, presumably, because no one cared. So, Yeah, she actually has no con- contact with Leia at all. Mm. Um, Leia has no contact with either sister ever again. And um, yeah, there is this, you know, general sense of Maggie has no money. Right, right. Um, Maggie never reconciles with her sister Leia, right. who died in 1890. Kate then dies two years later as her drinking persisted. Mm. Maggie would pass away eight months later in March 1893. Wow. That year, 1893, spiritualists form the National Spiritualist Association, which today is known as the National Spiritualist Association of Churches. Now, here's something zany. Okay. In 1904, remains were found in the cellar of the Fox family house. No! A false wall fell down and it showed a section that had not been seen before. The Boston Journal publishes a story about the discovery, claiming that it was the body of the supposed peddler on November 22nd, 1904. However, the police at the time didn't open an investigation, as a physician who examined the bones found it that found that it consisted of random bits of bone, including chicken bones, and had concluded they had been placed there as a practical joke or perhaps to carry on this mystery and this lie, this hoax. That That is kind of incredible. That is incredible forethought, actually, when you think about it. Be like, you know, what if one day someone wants to find a skeleton in here? I got it. Chicken from last night going in the wall. Let's throw the chicken in there. That's crazy. And so the Fox sisters all pass away and the impact they make on this thing called spiritualism that we've spoken about 
on an incredibly amount of episodes of mm-hmm. the New York Mystery Machine um, carries on. That's fascinating. And out of it is, you know, look, and look, they weren't the first to do it. Yeah. But they became real popular and like they were like really big deals and yeah. people, everyone from, from, um, spiritualists of modern day to people of Harry Houdini would mention the girls like wow. Harry Houdini was a very big spiritualist who, who believed in that for, for a, a large amount of time right. um, before abandoning the ideals at one point. But people would mention the Fox sisters casually as, as these mothers of spiritualism. That started right here in New York folks. And it was all a lie. That's crazy. And the mystery isn't, is it real? The mystery is, can you like kind of like, live with that deception your entire life right that's incredible yeah yeah and that's the story of the fox sisters well i'm gonna try to snap my toes all night yeah i think i think what we learned from this is that it's interesting to to think if we can Ooh, that was a loud one i think that was just hitting the i think i have to take my sandals off to see if i can really do it well don't let's (laughs) let's lie about the fox and all the fox sisters Uh, totally can do it. it's the easiest thing in the world and all the fox sisters we're gonna assume that you can do it Thank you. Um, and there you have it, Christina. Spiritualism, <sighs> born in Rochester or in a hamlet near Rochester, <laughs> and uh, sent to the world to the masses. Crazy. Amplified by the, the millions of deaths in the in the Civil War, and um, even to today. I mean, literally a few weeks ago, we talked about um, seances at seances at Amityville, right? Like two seances yeah. by two different people and. Uh, we talked about Myers and Holzer many a time. Right. So, like, it's important in, in the history of the paranormal world what these girls did. And it also illuminates the fact that, you know, as someone who does believe in the paranormal, mm. it's also important to be able to to take moments to debunk when the paranormal isn't there. Because right. when you're able to debunk when it's not there, the times that it is there makes it so much more, like, Fair. phenomenal. Yeah. And so, you know, so big. And so... Yeah, absolutely. There you have it. Well, thanks for that, Adam. Well, I do what I can. <laughs> and uh, and thank you. And if you enjoyed today's episode or any of the episodes we've had this season, we've had a, a bunch of doozies of episodes. We're really having fun this season. You head on over to, to iTunes, like we said, or Spotify or Audible. Those are the three best places to uh, to give us five stars. And when you get to Audible or when you get to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever you call it today, hmm. you can leave us a review. And the reviews are so important, you guys. They're so valuable if you do nothing else for this podcast except for listen to it leave us a review and we'd be so grateful you have no idea and again if you want to be even more supportive you know where to go you head on over to our patreon and for as little as three dollars a month you can support the show and help us get some new equipment we're still trying to build together our new studio and uh we're really excited about it we have another new episode next week another episode coming after that a lot of cool stuff happening we have live events coming down the line we have some zoom exclusives we have some stuff happening and we want you to all be a part of it we're so this season is going to be bigger than season one and and season one was was bigger than hula hoops (laughs) and this is going to be bigger than bigger than (laughs) things people say it's a little sabahars my friend oh yes millions of audio twos all around will be bigger than hula hoops that's right and you guys know how big hula hoops were pretty big fucking big all right you guys i've been out of maze thank you marinelli and thank you so much for taking a ride on the new york mystery machine Tell me who, but for good. But for good.